This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, filled the wall, and we're from a dimly lit room. Deep within the build the wall. I just subliminal thing. To pay for it. It's a subliminal thing that keeps popping up in the back of my head. I'm gonna be shouting at the TV screen tonight. Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The President of the United States of America. Speaking from the Oval Office. What's he gonna say? Build the wall. We're gonna be discussing that. Um What is he going to say? What angle is he going to go with? And then I know uh, uh, Chuck and Nancy asked for equal time. So they'll get a chance to respond. They can get equal time, but can they get equal interest? That's always the issue. What have you heard, Marshall? Are, are all the networks giving the president the time? To... All, all the networks are signed on. It'll be on every okay. major network. Okay. Because so. I initially thought, I wonder, you know... We we live in a new era now. Right. I wonder if some of the networks will say, nah. Well, it started out with just Fox, and then everybody else went, Burr, all right, no, no, we need to do this. And your WAPO and New York Times axis are demanding that the networks live fact-check the president. What? Yeah. That new trend, yeah. quote-unquote fact-checking, which is usually opinion-expressing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, the last time uh, this something like this happened, I believe Barack Obama in 2010, I, I think I have the year right, uh, did a similar thing. I want to address the nation about immigration, and none of the networks yeah, covered it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what made me think of it yesterday, because I remember. Worried, they were worried it would be too partisan. Yeah, it's more I, conservative I media bias. I, I do remember that Obama, there is one address, at least, maybe that's the one you're speaking of, where there was the, the network said, I'm not sure this is a news thing. This is like a political speech, and we don't carry that. Yeah, that was before the Trump show debut. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. Just from a ratings standpoint, yeah. what do you have on tonight that's going to get bigger ratings than that? Nothing. And the second one of them does it, they all have to do it. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. That's right, Hank Jr. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good to hear old Hank in the new year. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, and pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. You know, it's funny how men and women have uh, different senses of humor. Over, uh, I've noticed that through the years. Yeah. Uh, over vacation, uh, my girlfriend had to get a hearing test, and so I went with her. And she's just getting her ears checked. And so we're in the booth together. They let me go in with her. And they said, you know, okay, we're going to be in the other room, and we're going to start playing these beeps, and let me know, you know, by raising your hand, you know, if you can hear them or not. And, of course, me being the smart ass, decided to sit across from her and go, beep. <laughs> and she started raising her 
Oh, Michael, Michael, you're hey, there I, go. I did it two or three times, and I there started laughing, and she, I ended up sitting in the car because I was laughing so hard. They basically kicked me out of the booth. I, said, I, wow. I love your Three's Company style hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> I found it very funny. She didn't. It reminds me of a couple I know uh, the other day we were ta- talking, and she, her hearing has gone. And uh, he said, I can, I not, I not only can mutter things under my breath, I can say them out loud. Wow. And she doesn't hear them at all. <laughs> wow. And why don't you do the dishes? He can just say it out loud if he wants to. <laughs> oh, he'd do something. Anyway. <laughs> there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well, working the, uh, the, the, the vanishing local news desk. Uh, the Dallas Morning Newspaper, the largest newspaper in Texas, laid off 43 employees Monday. Half of those cuts coming from the newsroom. Just the latest thing, and there is a dwindling of 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 city-based media coverage covering those cities, and that is not a good thing. No, someday uh, stories will be written about how devastating that has been to yeah. the nation. So, some of the the most important stories of the last year, like the Larry Nasser uh, gymnastics sexual abuse thing, that was broke by a, a small town newspaper was the first person to do that. The, these, these are important people doing important work. Support local news. It matters. Plus, just whatever's going on at your city council meetings. Yes. That has nothing to do with the Trump show on the national news. Uh, city council meetings boring <laughs> there's marshall phillips who does our news every day how are you marshall well, i am pleased to tell you i have been cleared by medical professionals to do nine push-ups in a row on may 9th okay we need to reset this as we have debuted on a number of new radio I stations realize. across the nation I realize. was it last year or the year before that you made your new year's resolution to do 10 push-ups in a row by the end of the year it was the year before it was so it's day. been two a two-year effort There was a tone of mockery there. My hearing's perfectly good. (laughs) And I detected sarcasm, which I don't appreciate. Marshall, that's your brave and noble goal. I was just going to say this after my disaster attempt uh, to follow through on that New Year's resolution to do the 10 push-ups in a row. That put me in the hospital with a double hernia. Yes, he ended up under the knife. Yes. In an attempt, and, and what number did we get up to? Blew out both rotator cuffs, oh, got a hernia, tore his ACL. At least five. Having I, never gotten past three, as I recall. It was at least four and six, seven. No, yeah. it, no was it wasn't not. Joe. <laughs> so anyway. Nine, so you're going to do it again this year? That's very exciting. Nine push-ups in a row by May 9th. That's what I'm shooting for. Wow, that's pretty soon. I will have a medical team monitoring me. How many can you do right now? Two. Okay. Same number of poles I can vault. Yes. Okay, so you're going to go from two to nine in a couple yes. months. Well, yeah. we'll see. All right. I hope it doesn't kill you. Why so soon? Why? I'm, I'm worried about pressing it too much, Marshall. you, you got to ease into these things. May 9th is my birthday. May oh, 9th. Okay. Okay. It's your birthday. There you go. There you go. There you go. It's months away. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up in surgery last time. Yeah, so. granted. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, January 8th, the year 2019. Still trying to settle on a slogan for the year where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Well, let's begin addressing the nation from our thoroughly rectangular office here at the Radio Ranch, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. I'm going to get me a radio show. At Mark. <laughs> right now, it's tough to say what will last longer, the government shutdown or your neighbor's Christmas decoration. Hey, now, so that was just a little snippet of something we call the late-night joke-off. Huh? Four of your late-night hosts last night 
had jokes about the wall to shut down. Okay. We will have them all played back to back, and Joe will grade them later. Harshly. This, later no this morning. modern grade inflation. Harsh like 1960s grading. I think you'll enjoy that feature. What's coming up in our news, Marshall? Well, Trump takes the wall brawl to prime time. Will he declare a national emergency? California's new governor ready to battle with the White House, and this could be the very last gasp. For one of America's major brick and mortars. Stories coming up and it's from now. Is Radio Shack dying? Sears. Among others. Paymart. <laughs> keep going. Um, how does mailbag look? It's outstanding. Truly fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, is the president going to declare a national emergency? Boy, if he does from the Oval Office, holy cow. Get the barrels of ink ready, because there's gonna be a lot of commentary about oh, that. Boy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wherever in the United States you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show, if your local NFL team sucks, you want Trevor Lawrence of Clemson as your quarterback. Is that right? Is that your scouting report? He's, I'd been reading about him before last night. Um, Never mind how he plays. I want to know the length of his hands and the distance from elbow to armpit and all those weird things that the, the, the NFL GMs get obsessed with. There what is, about his motor? There he is on the TV right there. Um, his hair is too long, so I don't appreciate the hippie look. But he's 18 years old, for one thing. 18 freaking years old. When I was 18, Please. my ability to accomplish anything was very low. Um uh, an actual freshman, freshman, but he has played something like 65 football games in his life mm. and lost two. Wow. Um, in high school and college so far. Quality. He's a winner. I'd say. But what you want him on your team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mailbag. There's an opportunity for you to reach out to us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. The email address, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Hey, come up with the coach from Clemson. I've been, I wanted to memorize his name. Best name for a Southern football coach oh, ever. Yeah. It's like a made-up. Oh, Dabo Swinney. Yes. Dabo Swinney. Now, that's a good, I'm a Southern football coach name. Yep, perfect. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from Thomas Johnson, thinker, writer of the primarily 1800s, 1900s. Public schools are government-established, politician- and bureaucrat-controlled, fully politicized, taxpayer-supported, authoritarian socialist institutions. In fact, the public school system is one of the purest examples of socialism existing in America. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. God, I'll tell you what. I the, like that first sentence. Government established, politician and bureaucrat controlled, fully politicized, taxpayers supported, authoritarian socialist institutions. Well, based on my personal experience, the politicized part is absolutely right. The direction that schools have taken since I was in them oh, yeah. a long time ago yeah. um, is amazing to yeah. me. Yeah, indeed. Uh, here's your uh, federal crime of the day, because there are so many federal crimes, and this is true, if you're a new listener to the show. Not only do we not know how many federal crimes there are, nobody even knows how to begin to count them. 
Uh, Section 21 of U.S. Code, uh, paragraph 331, 333, 343, and 21 CFR 133.133a, subparagraph 3, makes it a federal crime for a cheesemaker to sell cheddar cheese unless the curd was matted into a cohesive mass. We try to form a cohesive mass here on the show every morning, some days more successfully than others. Uh, Then a little feedback on the show. Jared writes, so glad you're back. I have no further feedback at this time. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Even more concise. Shane, thanks for a great first show. And then this from uh, D. Laws. Well, I gave you another chance for the new year. Yep, A&G still sucks. Okay, so there's that opinion. I saw a tweet. Thanks for the constructive criticism. <laughs> I saw a tweet to that effect while we were on vacation about how awful we are, are and uh, how he can't imagine how we need a vacation. A vacation from what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I appreciate the bitter sarcasm. Uh, on the topic of new people tuning into the show across America, including the beautiful city of Cleveland, which... Uh, uh, the warm bosom of which we enjoyed while at the Republican convention last time around. Uh, Michael, could you be so kind as to cue up the uh, the gentle uh, music for the beautiful, the traditional Japanese art of the haiku? Of course, Jack, as you probably recall, the haiku, the form is the key. It's the five syllables, the seven, then the five. What a dumb, dumb idea. The structure gives it beauty. Does it? Uh, Joe from Dayton, Ohio, writes for his friends in Cleveland. Shout out to Cleveland. Stay tuned. It will get better. There's Sean go. has many cats. <laughs> I, I do not have cats. I feel like this is a very oh, important now, time for don't me to feel like you have to be a manly man. It's okay. You love your kitties. Uh, let's see. Moving along. <clears throat> nice note uh, here from Aaron. Welcome back, boys. You were missed. Not by that one dude. Uh, anyway, Aaron writes, My sweet mom finally started listening to you guys recently after many recommendations from me. On Christmas Eve, she casually said, did you know the governor, she's referring to Governor Brown of California. I have a feeling I know where this is going. (laughs) Her mom casually said, on Christmas Eve, did you know that the governor has syphilis, which is causing dementia, and that's why he's made so many bad decisions? (laughs) Oh, man. My dad responded, is that fake news? She said, no, I heard it on the news. Mm. Through a mouthful of potatoes, I said, no, that is sarcasm from Joe Getty. (laughs) You'll have to be more careful. I don't think so, Aaron. Your story has delighted me. And it's <laughs> merely made me want to say even more ridiculous stuff in 2019. It um uh it fits in with the modern news trend of taking a couple of tweets from some or texts from some random people across the country and presenting it as a news story. Right. So and a backlash. So and so gets blasted for this position. Online anger grows over blank. And you grab two tweets out there from two random people who are unhappy, you know, which means nothing. You can find two, three, four, fifty people in this beautiful country of 350 million who think the craziest S you can imagine, who are willing to say anything. The fact that somebody said something is evidence of nothing. You can find somebody to say anything. That's the current laziest, impactful journalism that exists. Yeah. And you know why it works is because it's such uh, attractive clickbait to those who are lurable. I get sucked into it. Anger grows over blank. I get sucked into it all the time, though. Right. I see a headline that like that, and then I realize, okay, you grabbed two tweets 
from two random angry people. Right. And then I think oh, to please. myself, need to remember this was fake. Right. So that I don't, because then it's in my mind, there was anger about that. And it worked. Right. It, right. it worked. Yeah. It's very disappointing. Uh, here's a nice note from Ben the Libertarian. All this effort to build a wall, does that mean the VA has been fixed? Now, Ben, I'm not sure I, I like your either or. I think it's a false choice. But I do appreciate like crazy you refocusing us on the VA scandal. Because it, it's one of those things that, you know, I want to be the, the terrier that has hold of the leg of the pants and won't let go. Because the VA was horrifically corrupt Unrespond, abusive, m- practically murderous was? to our vets. There's no indication that it's not is. Well, that's where I was heading, yeah. And any effort to reform it has run into the, the steely fists of the federal bureaucracy and the public employee unions, and, and the progress has been teeny, if any. And I just, I don't want to be the person who just gives, well, okay, what are you going to do? Throws up their hands and quits, because it's too important. And, and you know, I, the president has done better than any other president, in my recent memory, in fighting to reform the VA. But, oh, man, it has not gotten far. And I'd love to see him continuing to hammer that. What he needs is the ability to fire hundreds, if not thousands of people. Right. Right. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, the straw ban that has taken place in uh, Cal Unicornia. The drinking straw, not the exactly. uh, the bedding for animals. No, no. You can still feel free to, to bed your sheep on uh, on straw. Sody straws, drinking straws. Guys, took a drive, wound up in Sonora, California, just after first of the year. Stopped for a bite to eat. Aware that the straw ban was now in effect, I requested one for my Diet Coke. They didn't have any, but offered me uh, offered to sell me a metal straw or allow me to borrow one. Ew! What's that mean? I did without borrow a straw. You want to borrow mine? Ew! Oh, that's uh, that's bridge. It's a little clogged up. Uh, You might have to blow it out. Oh boy! Oh boy! (laughs) DBMSPFPYDNK. Don't borrow metal straws from people you don't know. That's Bridget. (laughs) We got some community socks back here if you're, if you're sockless, too. <laughs> it's a sick enough. If I had any desire to end our career, I would do it in the next 60 seconds. Because Jeff, frequent correspondent Jeff at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, who uh, spends a lot of time, evidently, identifying and sending along absolutely perfect material for the show. Jeff has one of the most finely tuned senses of what we'd like to talk about. It's just wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, Jeff, uh, thank you. But uh, he sent along the fact that, yes, Kevin Spacey is accused of sexually assaulting a teen where? Jack, there once was a teen from Nantucket. Mm. Oh, boy. And I want so badly, I've already finished it in my head, uh, I want so badly to share that with you on the air, but that would end our career. There if are, I were to finish that, naughty limerick. There are famous body little poems about that. Limericks. Town, right? and, yes, uh, there, there once was a teen from Nantucket who said Kevin Spacey, mm. and it goes from there. You can probably guess some of the rest. Unfortunate. Mm. So the government shutdown is now the second longest in U.S. history, if that matters to you at all. It's probably destined to become the longest, as every pundit on all sides of the political aisles can't see any way out of this thing. 
as each side every day re-Bigman, right? And re-establishes that any compromise would be some sort of horrific, abhorrent, amoral gesture, a deal with the devil. Come on, where, where are you going to go from there? Having secure borders is not a crazy thing for a country to do. Marshall's got his news, and we'll get the Send latest. the lad to the actor. Yeah, here's one more factor. And then he, well, uh-huh. you got to fill in the blanks. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. What does the president say tonight? Does he declare a national emergency? Is anybody hinting that that might happen? Eh, Well, yeah, the administration, of course, has stated that they're seriously considering that maneuver and have the White House counsel working on uh, establishing a rationale for that. I'm not optimistic for that course of action. Just the the smart people I know who are fair-minded and just try to get to the truth of these things say, nah. You're not optimistic that that would work? Correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whether or not he's going to, you're not. I think that idea will bear no fruit, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. What's coming up? Oh, no, it's time for your news. It's time for the news right now with Marsha Phillips. Well, as you were saying, with no breakthrough in sight, President Trump is getting ready to argue in a primetime speech from the Oval Office that a crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border requires the wall he is demanding before ending the partial government showdown or shutdown. The idea of Trump... Lowdown. Put down. The idea of Trump declaring a national emergency to allow him to get around Congress and use military funds to build the wall has been floated, and it's possible Trump could announce that tonight if he's decided to go ahead and do it. The government hold down. (laughs) (laughs) Trump's speech tonight is going to be followed up by a visit on Thursday to the southern border. It's rumored he's going to be visiting the border in McAllen, Texas, right along that stretch. So did, it, did anybody see Obama's former border chief guy on Tucker Carlson last night? Yeah, I happened to see that. I mean, we ought to play some clips from that. So this guy worked for Obama. Trump fired this guy. All right? Trump fired this guy. So his own guy. So he's got every reason to be bitter toward Trump. I mean, and certainly no reason to just support him, you know, out of hand. And when Tucker asked this guy, do walls work? He said, yes, of course they work. And of course they do That's work. That's why we have them in so many places. That's you, why so many countries have them in well, so many places. Do you places. think Israel built walls just because it was politically, it helped somebody? No. Somewhere to hang their kids' art. They're trying to stop from getting blown up on a daily basis. Walls do work. So let's end that level of the conversation. Whether or not... Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I, uh, let me jump in here. Well, walls don't work everywhere. Sometimes... We know! We know! They don't work in the middle of rivers. We know! Sometimes it'd be better on some vast desert plain to have electronics. We know! Somewhere, some places, though, a wall is precisely what you need. That's where it will be built. I've heard a hundred times in the last two weeks, all you need to do to get over a 12-foot wall is get a 14-foot ladder. There's never been a wall that a ladder you couldn't be blah, blah, blah. Walls do work. Obviously, they, they do work in the right circumstances. I wish we could have a grown-up conversation about this. You just build a wall about 20 foot high. And wide enough at the top that you can have starving wolverines living on top of it. So when a person gets to the top of their ladder, you know what they encounter? The wolverines. That'd be perfect. Yep. Of course, you got to feed them a little or you'll have dead wolverines, which aren't much of a deterrent at all. California's new governor. 
California's new governor promising the state will be a sanctuary to all who will seek it in a direct attack on President Trump's immigration policies. Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom challenging the administration repeatedly as he was sworn into office on Monday. We will be bold. We will aim high and we will work like hell to get there. Because here in California, here in California, we will prove that people of good faith and firm will can still come together to achieve big things. We will offer an alternative to the corruption and the incompetence in the White House. How likely is that man to be running for president? Uh, I mean, quite soon. I mean, in 2020. It was astounding. I happened to hear that live. It was astounding the extent to which he uh, tried to establish himself and his administration as anti-Trump. It was obviously, and it's kind of interesting in the wake of, you know, Elizabeth Warren and then the Democrat Party during the midterms, really not bringing up Trump. I'm trying to avoid that argument. He just doubled and tripled down on, we're going to oppose Trump. So what was that first part you said? The sanctuary part? What was that, Marshall? He's offering sanctuary to all who seek it. Wow, I want a show of hands. Any state in the country, do you want to be a sanctuary for all in your city or state? I don't. I absolutely do not want to be a sanctuary for all where I live. For all who seek it, Jack. That's crazy. On his first day in office. Well, and keep in mind, Gavin has also pledged free health care for any homo sapien who is able to get their feet onto California soil, no matter how they get to California. Whether it be, you know, millions of people without health care in other U.S. states, God save them, or uh, foreign nationals, or lawful immigrants, or space aliens, or or, or whatever. Which is a, it's just an unworkable, it's a moronic utopian, unicorn-riding, childish bit of fantasy. The future of the bankrupt retail giant Sears could be revealed this morning. Company, Where am I going to get my table saw? company missed a Friday deadline to report if it was still considering an offer by its former CEO, Eddie Lampert, to underwrite a $4 billion deal to keep 425 stores open. Federal judge will hear the updates this morning ahead of a bankruptcy auction scheduled for next week. So you can see Sears going off in the auction block. I remember getting my jeans as a youth at the Sears store with my mom. I had to get the husky size. I was a, a, a thick, solidly built youth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stout. And if you wanted a table saw, that's where you went. Yeah. Sears. Right? Didn't Sears die like nine months ago? They're like I, Will Ferrell from the Austin Powers movie. They're, I'm not dead. I'm just really badly hurt. It's <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like every time I hear Kmart maybe going out of it. Kmart's Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's sports, man. What a defeat. The Tigers reclaim their crown by crushing Alabama. Clemson Tigers, college football's national champ. Clemson routing uh, defending champion Alabama 44-16 to in last night's uh, championship game in Santa Clara, California. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So the president will give an address tonight. We'll be uh, discussing that throughout the morning. And the standoff still continues, obviously. Uh, I want to at some point talk about Louis Soup. Louis C.K.'s comedy routine that got so much attention oh boy. over the Christmas break. Plus, speaking of screeds that got attention, I was unaware of this during vacation, but uh, Tucker Carlson, who we've already mentioned once, unleashed a criticism of free markets and capitalism, conservatism. Uh, this got a tremendous amount of attention, of attention in the 
I don't want to sound hoity-toity. In kind of the uh, the conservative intellectual world, where people argue about what conservatism is and isn't, it's gotten a tremendous amount of attention. Awesome. So maybe we can touch on that. Okay. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What was the worst year to be alive? Historians have nailed that down, so stay tuned. Mm. 1978. Two was not a good year. I blame Welcome Back, Cotter. Two? The year two? Yeah. It's later than that, but not much. Stay tuned. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And that and the uh, the upcoming speech from the president. Uh, yeah, we're going to do the shutdown. We'll do a late night joke off as all the late night comedians took on the wall topic and then discuss the president's upcoming speech this evening in a little bit. I'm a man who seeks balance. I both prize the environment. I consider myself an environmentalist. But I think excessive uh, regulation chokes the economy. It uh, creates unanswerable bureaucrats. It turns vague notions from Congress into laws and penalties and jail terms for innocent people. I believe we can strike some sort of balance. I don't think anybody likes this headline. Salmon caught near Seattle overloaded with antidepressants, cocaine, and more. Coked up salmon. Swim up river, get to the spawning ground, just keep swimming because they're so wired. Do you mean... End up in the Great Lakes. Are you talking about people who are stuffing salmon with drugs to smuggle? or is that... <laughs> No. <laughs> no, no, indeed. Um, according to a paper published in the International Journal Environmental Pollution, salmon caught in the U.S. near Seattle contained traces of over 81 different types of drugs, including many illegal narcotics, stimulants, and other classes of drugs. Uh, some of the more significant drugs found in the tissues of the salmon included cocaine, antidepressants, mm. uh, uh, Oxycontin, nicotine, caffeine, Tylenol, and Valium. Yeah, I'm not much of an environmentalist. I probably should be more of one. I don't litter or anything like that. In fact, I, I would be okay with that being a death penalty offense. That's how much I hate littering. Right. But um, uh, I don't think about the environment much. I drive vehicles that get 12 miles to the gallon, no. and I don't care, uh, etc. But this sort of stuff concerns me as a guy who's got a kid with some sort of neurological problems. Mm-hmm. And as my uh, my dad brought up over the Christmas break, he said, what's going on? Everybody we know now has like one kid or more who's got some problems. Right. And 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 clearly something is going on. It's, and it's, it's got almost got to be something environmentally. Yes. Environmental. Some as in, yes. Something around us, most likely created by mankind ourselves. Some of you think it's vaccinations. Well, right. Some yeah. people think it's plastics. It's cell phone waves. I don't Fire know. Fire retardants in all the furniture and all sure. the clothing all around us is a frequent suspect. I will tell all the you chemicals this. and all the foods we eat. The number of pharmaceuticals ingested by the average American has. Increased five and a half fold since 1961. I made that number up. I have no idea. What do you think India, it is? A lot um, higher than that. Well, yeah, it's uh, the number of pharmaceuticals taken by the average American. I, I would imagine the average was like point one because one person in ten took any prescription medicines in 1961. I just and, and not that that oh was going. We've developed a in, lot of great jobs in the Trust part of the country I'm from. There wouldn't have been one person in a hundred thousand. 
Right. Taking something. Right. Unless you get some horrendous infection and you take uh, uh, penicillin for a couple of days. But anyway, so so many people are on so many different drugs and so much of it ends up getting flushed down the toilet. And that's what this study ends up saying is that so many people are getting rid of so many powerful drugs and hormones and the rest of it into the water supply that our fish and our frogs and our us are accidentally ingesting way too much of this stuff. I don't understand why it's not more of a national crisis that's discussed regularly. I know people who have autistic kids have been screaming about this for years. Something's going on, right. but but there is something going on, and I don't know. It, it doesn't get mentioned in State of the Union addresses or on right. campaign trails, or there aren't regular... Uh, discussions about it that I'm aware of. Board operator Michael. We call him Michelangelo. It's a yeah. charming nickname. What do you do with excess drugs that you don't need anymore? What do you do with them? I don't have the slightest idea. Positive I, Sean. Yeah, producer, I don't know. Do you have any idea? Call my friends, see if they want them. I, <laughs> have, flushed, I have flushed them down the toilet in the past. Is that How wrong? is that not an immediate answer Everybody knows. You try them with various drinks and see how they react. Oh, boy. Yeah, some, hey, some say folks, that, that... With whiskey, this is really good. Yeah, the alcohol thing on the side, some call that a warning. I call it a recipe. Exactly. Hey, uh, this is irresponsible talk, and I won't stand for it. Uh, but uh, why, how do we not all know that? I don't know. I got a lot from when I had cancer a couple of years ago. I got a lot of drugs still hanging around. I don't know what you're supposed to do with them. Right, right. Everything from, you know, powerful uh, opioids to, to, again, hormones. There are all sorts of weird things happening happening to America's amphibians and the world's amphibians because there's so many hormones in the water now. Um, I don't really that Alex Jones clip. I don't I really care sure if you wanted that. Or yeah, not. why not? I don't Go really ahead. care about frogs. I probably should, but well, I don't. You should. But if it no, ends the up frog is the canary in the coal mine, right? If it ends up being all these kids, then yeah, that's a serious problem. What? What are? Do you know? What are my? What am I supposed to do with a bottle of whatever leftover? Two thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual. According to Alex doubles Jones, doubles their chances on Friday nights. Hey, um, I will tell you this, sir. Within 36 hours of each other, whilst I was taking a vacation post-surgery, I was told, I think it was in writing, under no circumstances should I flush my extra, uh, it was Norco, which is oxycodone. It's It's in the oxy family. Yeah, it's it's in the oxy family, uh, which would be a great sitcom, (laughs) by the way, the oxy family. Um, I was told specifically within 36 hours of each other, I should uh, absolutely not flush my extra oxy down the toilet. And if I have extra, I should flush it down the toilet. By by people in the know. Not, uh, yes. Not oh, yeah, just not, random. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, no, it was official correspondence from my medical, my, you know, extended medical team. Well, that's interesting. From the surgeon to the nurses to the hospital to the follow-up care to, well, yeah, just even, directly okay. contradictory information. Okay, but if I'm not supposed to do that... I, I assume I'm not supposed to put it in the trash can. Bring it to your local police station. Shoot it into space. <laughs> That's why I call my friends. That's I right. set it on your shotgun with it. I no. set it on fire, then I shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I don't, we are we are doing terrible things to ourselves. Well, that much is undeniable. And, and someday we'll look back on this era and think, can you believe those stupid, stupid 21st century people had well, no idea they were doing this? And then, and I don't want to get too It'd serious. It'd be like women taking lead to, you know, what was that for? To remove their wrinkles or what? I can't even remember. Back in the 1800s. Yeah, I don't want to be too much of a downer. But yeah, I do think we'll look back on this someday and say all those poor kids. 
whose brains didn't work right because right. we were all drinking out of plastic bottles and didn't know or something. Or something, right. Meanwhile, you got all these coked up salmon with their eyes blinking and babbling about nothing and talking about buying a boat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> buying a boat oh. as a fish, that's ironic. Speak, uh, speaking of aberrant behavior. <laughs> I got this great business you got to get it. Go away, fish. I'm not <laughs> investing in your business. <laughs> You know, it's long been said on the Armstrong and Getty show that they're inventing a new kind of crazy every day. Uh, headline from Salinas, California. The police in that fair burg are looking for a prowler caught on one of those security video doorbells. A homeowner. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the neighborhood homeowners say the camera system sent them several alerts while they were out of town early Saturday morning, like the wee hours, about movements outside their door. I keep saying I'm going to get one of these groovy... Uh, Doorbell setups. I really need to just I've do it. S- I've seen the ads. This is what you do. Then you yell at them. Hey, you miscreants, get away from my door. And then they go, oh, dang it, they caught us. And they run away from the door. Exactly. Have you seen those ads? Oh, How yeah. crazy is that? Yeah. Hey, dip us out. Uh, yeah, I'd be into that. Like it's just hijinks. Hey, trying to invade my home. Aww. You knock it off. Ding it. Oh, Nothing shucks, good. they caught us. I find I, those ads hilarious. I would say, this is God. I am watching you, and I am judging you. All right, so here's what happened. The video shows a man licking their doorbell. Okay. For three solid hours. He's a weirdo if it's three minutes, but that's... He's a weirdo if it's three times. Okay, is this like some sort of gingerbread house? (laughs) Right, from fairy tales that I've heard about. I just need all the... I need to make all the sure I I know what's going on before I judge. Exactly. Are there woodsy witches involved in this story? No, this man licked their doorbell for three solid hours. Doesn't try to break in or anything. Then having satisfied himself, uh, you know, with that, relieves himself on the lawn and walks away. Police are looking for 33-year-old Roberto Daniel Arroyo. Oh, good That's to have your name hobby. out there. Oh, yeah. Good to have your name out there. Yeah. Well, or you can turn yourself in, you doorbell liquor. <laughs> <laughs> What's the president going to talk about tonight? Among things we'll be discussing all morning on the Armstrong and Getty Show.